He's also God. Hallelujah. I've got, I'm going to try something different this morning. This is risky, but I do have backup. So glad you came to church this morning. Already God has spoken to us. He's spoken to maybe you're the one who was, he was speaking to directly this morning. I believe in every time of worship and every gathering, we will receive something from God. Bible says we're two or three gathered in his name. There he is amongst us. He's here in his house. And we've chosen to come and be here and worship. And he inhabits the praises of his people. And so we're expectant to hear from him. I don't want you to go from this place this morning thinking, well, that was a waste of time. And what did I do that for? But you've made the effort to come here. You've taken time out of your week. And, uh, you know, God honors that. But it's also part of our reasonable service, I believe. God wants to do something in you this morning. He wants to minister to you, touch your life. He wants you to go out from here this morning, having known you've met with the God of heaven, and be so attentive to his voice. Because we're expecting him to speak to us, we should be so attentive and so, so have such a receptive heart to receive what he has for us. I want to talk just this morning, you know, very briefly. And this thing's not going to bring up any text messages, so you can't stop me or correct me. I'm free to go. <laughs> We're just going to, I believe God wants to speak to us. And I want to, the title, I've got a title this morning, whether it's going to work or not, but I think it's a title that says, the, the word, the word, ex, I should say the word accelerator, but um. I believe the word in us needs accelerating. It needs, to, it, needs to, it needs to grow. It needs to become greater. It needs to increase. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2, it says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, nor not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. You know, we're starting this week this course of good or God, and... It'll help us identify how we step over a line of what is good to get into what is really God's. You see, much of the world will live a life and have experiences which are good. You may know people who are not Christians, but they're pretty much, you say, well, they're nicer than some of the Christians I know. <laughs> I've got friends in my life who aren't saved, but, you know, to be fair, I, may, I would go to them for advice and counsel rather than some of the people I know who are Christians. Because you don't have to be a Christian to be a good person. But as we identify some of what is good and what is God's, it'll help us with our understanding of how we apply the word to our life. So sometimes the difference between good and God is our understanding of the word. It's our understanding of the word. And sometimes we have a very strange understanding of the word. Sometimes the understanding we have of the word is based on something which is not God. It can be maybe based on our, our background, our upbringing. It can be based on our opinions. Can be based on our culture. See, I don't. I don't believe that we should have to redefine the meaning of the word to suit our preferred lifestyles. 
I was reading something which the established church has been posting the last few days about about a particular about a particular um, I call it issue or about a, a particular subject, and how the church was talking about how they were having to reestablish the meaning of the word to suit some of the lifestyles of people we want to embrace. Of course we want to embrace. God loves everyone. No matter how we're living our life, how we, how we choose to live our life, or we lived our life, but the word doesn't change. Well, this does. Where's that gone? <laughs> the word doesn't change. What have I done? The word doesn't change. It says the word which they heard didn't profit them. The word which they heard didn't profit them. The word, the word which we have, the word that we read, the word that we have in in our form of the Bible is to profit us. The word is to benefit us. The word will always profit you. The word will always add to your life. The word has to add to our life. See, it'll always profit us. As you spend time in the word, you will emerge in a better place. You know, when, you, when, you've, when you've been in the house of God, when you've been in church, when you've been sitting with a fellow believer, when you've been receiving the word, when you've been in worship, you will emerge from this place in a better place. I hope that how you emerge lasts more than just going down the stairs and coming out of this room. You carry something of what you've received, something of what you've embraced, something of what you've absorbed. You take something from here this morning by the people you're sitting next to, by the corporate gathering, by the word which you receive, by the sacrifice of offerings, by what we do, we leave this place in a better place. That by the time we get downstairs, we haven't totally forgotten everything. You know, that's why it's so important, I believe, to take notes. Because we forget what we received and, and, the, and, the, and the pressures that come on us from, beyond, from, out, from outside, you know, start, start watering down uh, that which we've received. You know, we emerge in a better place. And so the word in us is evident through how we live our life. Do you believe that? You know, I, I want to hang around people who have got the word in them. People who are living from the word, living with the word. You know, the, the, word, the word in you is evidence by what comes out of your mouth. It's amazing how when we have challenges, what comes out of our mouth. But, you know, if we've got the word in us, what will come out of our mouth will be faith. What will come out of our mouth will be hope. What will, we, what will come out of our mouth will be words of righteousness. Because the word is in us. See, the word is powerful. The apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and for the Greek. See, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the word because the word is the power of God under salvation. There's power in the word, but it's only powerful when when we believe it. It's amazing how many times as Christians, there are parts of the word which we don't believe. We believe some of it for some things in our life, but for other things in our lives, we fail to believe it. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. See, there's something in the believer that makes a difference, and that's faith. That's faith. It says, Hebrews 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is a substance of those things hoped for. It's the evidence of those things not yet seen. And it goes on and talks about by faith, men of old and women of old saw incredible things take place in their lives. God is no disrespecter of persons, and so that which he did for them, he can do for you. That which he did in the lives of those 
saints of old, he can do for you. That which he did in the lives of those who cried out to Jesus, have mercy on me in the New Testament, he can do for you. And Jesus looked at some of those people, and after, he, after they'd been made well, he says, your faith has done this. Same power was here in this place, and same power was here in that place, but this individual here and that individual that connected their faith with the Word of God and said, let it be to me according to your Word. Let it be to me. How many of you want to see that take place? No, let it be to you, let it be to me according to the Word of God. You see, that should be a hunger in each and every one of us, I believe, to know that the word is true and it works in our life. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did in those days, he can do in your day. What he can do in the life of that person that you were reading the book about, he can do in your life. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It is those, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of Christ, power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes. And again, he goes on, he says, for the Jew first and then for the gentle, for the Greek. So it's for everyone. How many of you know you're an everyone? No, you are special, but you're not that special. You're still an everyone. And, and, and he, isn't a, he is, isn't a discerner of persons. So what he can do for one person, he can do for you. We don't know why God does things in certain ways, in certain ways. You know, he is God. He knows best. We need to trust him. But it doesn't stop us from believing. It doesn't stop us from hanging on to his word, which never fails. And so there's something in the believer which is faith, and it makes that difference. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God, for without faith it's impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, if you diligently seek God, he's going to reward you. Oh, well, I'm not one of those Christians who likes rewards. Everyone's equal. Now, if you don't diligently seek him, he said, well, what, do you what can you expect? He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Paul says, the eyes of the Lord scan to and fro. I like the scanning to and fro across the whole earth. Oh. It says, the eyes of the Lord scan to and fro across the whole earth. Why? That he may show himself strong. To those whose hearts are set towards him. He's, he's, he's scanning. He's looking. I, I believe he, he's, he's looking in, in life church on a Sunday morning. Eyes of the Lord scan to and fro across the whole earth that he may show himself strong to those whose hearts are set towards him. You know, the Bible says in James, if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Oh, God, come and bless me. <laughs> Whatever. I feel so bad. I feel so hard done by. I feel so rejected. Just come and bless me. The Bible says he will draw near to those who draw near to him. Draw near to God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. Draw near to him and he will draw near to us. He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Without faith it's impossible because you were created to live by faith. We're created to live by faith. We're created to trust God. For without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You know, if, if we... He wants you to experience things in your life that are impossible without God. Now, anybody can live a good life. But not everybody can live a God life. Experiencing the miraculous... 
experiencing the moves of God, you can put you can put nothing, put them down to nothing other than the hand of God on your life. There's no way that could have happened naturally. There's no way in the world that could happen. Now, you cannot explain that. It had to be God. See, we're designed, we're created to live by faith. To live by faith. The Word of God is to profit us. The Word of God is to add to us. You know, some Christians never open their Bible from week to week until they have a crisis. Many believers never pray until they have a crisis. And that is important that we do pray when we have a crisis. That's why we have prayer requests. It's important to pray. The Bible says that we should pray. The Bible says that we should lay hands on the sick and pray and they will recover. The Word of God will profit us, but the Word of God has to be applied with faith. And Paul's speaking to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 through 17. He says, that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. Always oh, so good to know from childhood the Holy Scriptures. That's why it's so good that we, that, we, that, we, that we teach our children the Word of God. I was walking behind Sophia the other day and she had her school bag on. It's like she's like... I'm thinking, Sophia, what do you got in that bag? Well, I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got this, and I've got my Bible. This is on a school day. <laughs> I tell you, it's so important that, we, that our kids know the Word of God. She's even, she, she takes a Bible so she can do a Bible study in the playground with her friends. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Come on. Come on. Well, they call it a Christian school. So, what do you expect? And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which, you know, Timothy, he didn't have what he did. He is Timothy. He wasn't, he wasn't the he didn't have the book of Timothy. He was it. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he was living this thing real time. That's what fascinates me about the Scripture. When we read in the Scripture, they, they were it. They didn't have what we have. They couldn't get their laptop out or their iPad and copy and paste this and look at this scripture, look at that comparison. You know, you know comparison scriptures in this translation and that translation. They didn't have that. It's like you, me. What shall I think about this? What shall I say about that? You know, crazy. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Don't say you make you a silly Christian. It says make you wise for salvation through faith, trusting in God, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. One of the reasons we're going to do Bible school this year is because sometimes we don't have a clue about doctrine. And in our ignorance, we end up doing silly things and saying silly things. And in, through our ignorance, we end up suffering things we needn't suffer and going through challenges we needn't go through and facing crisis we needn't face because we don't understand the Word of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for... Can we just miss the correction a bit out? Because I don't like being corrected. Now, don't show me a Scripture which tells me something different to how I want to think. For instruction in righteousness, that the man and the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the Word of God, you have all the equipment you need for every good work which God has for you. Hello? The Word is profitable to you. Why? Because the Word equips you. The Word equips you. I'll tell you, the Word is the greatest weapon you have against your enemy. 
See, if you don't have the word, you're just firing a load of blanks. If you got, if you got, if you haven't got any word, it's like it's like Nico getting a tank out there and just bang, pop. He, he's he's firing live rounds. There's some incredible cost to the taxpayer just to practice and give Charles a fright when he's driving down the road. Hello? Hello? Come on, if you don't haven't got the word, you're going to fire a load of blanks. Or you'll fire something which is, which is contrary to the word. Or you'll fire some phony bullet which instead of bringing life will bring death. See, the word, the Bible says, is spirit and it brings life. In John chapter 5 and verse 24, it says, Most surely I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. And the sort of everlasting life that God talks about is a life in the everlasting, but also in the present. Well, the Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 10, the thief's purpose is to come kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, my purpose is to give you life and all its fullness. Or to give you a rich and a satisfying life. How many want a rich and a satisfying life? You know, sometimes you look at your life and you think, well, it's not very rich and it's not very satisfying. I'm just a duh. Come on. Come on. Take a snapshot of your life over the last six months. Has it been rich and has it been satisfying? Let's be honest. I hope it has. That's God's desire for We don't want to bring anything down. But sometimes there are areas in our life where we say, well, that, that particular part of my life, that particular season in my life wasn't very rich and wasn't very satisfying. But I did learn some things through it. Because I've got the Word on the inside of me. And the Word is that Word which is going to bring life. And I know how to draw from it because I've been in church enough and I've read my Bible enough and I've studied enough and I've read enough books and I've never listened to enough podcasts to get enough word in me to have a, to have a bullet for that enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Or before, before I fire my blank, I'm going to see what the word says about this. Hello? See, the, the word builds faith, and faith empowers the word. It's like a two-way thing. The word builds faith, and then faith empowers the word. It's like they accelerate each other. They enhance each other. They equip each other. And they empower each other to be more effective. The word builds faith, and faith empowers the word, and they accelerate each other. Faith, the Bible says, comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, I don't believe it's enough, and we probably don't do it enough because we think we, people would think we're silly, or we would think we're silly, but, but faith comes by hearing. I don't believe it's enough just to read the word in your head and, and think we can sort of hear it and absorb it. I, I believe the word has to be read a course and, and meditate on in our head, but also, you know, we have to read it and hear it. It's almost like we have to hear it, and if we don't, you know, how many of you listen to the Bible on your phone? You, I often walk in, in, in the house and, and see somebody talking, and it's, oh, that's my wife listening to the Bible, just being read. And she does it while she's getting ready, and that sort of thing in the morning, and that's, that's, that's you know, why not? That's good. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. It's also good, I believe, to read the Word and read it out loud. Even when you're, you know, just nobody else is around, just, just, just spill it out. Hear yourself. When you hear yourself, it builds faith. When you, when you first start public speaking... And you start hearing yourself, 
through the monitors or whatever or through this. It, it, it's a bit difficult. It's, it feels a bit funny. You feel very self-conscious. But the more you do it, the more faith you build in, like, in yourself. Hello? So, so reading the word out loud is when no one else is around. Just who are you reading the Bible to? Well, the birds. The frogs. You know. Just, just hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word. I believe when we sit in this, this morning, I would hope, my prayer is... And, and I believe it, is, it actually happens is that you're, you will have a greater level of faith when we leave this morning than when we came in. Well, because the, we, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I hope, I hope you believe. It's in the Bible anyway, but you know, if you don't believe me. So, so when, when we have the word within us, it builds faith in us. When we've got the word in us, it's what's in the inside of us. So what comes out of our mouth is word, which is powerful. And we deliver it with faith because that's, where, that's what it is. It has an effect. Every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God, well, I'm not God. But you're taking his word. Okay? Will not return void. But it will accomplish that for which it is sent. That's how powerful the word is. When it's, when it's delivered in faith. Every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're taking the words out of the mouth. The word is spirit. The word is truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We're taking it, and every word, every word, delivered in faith. Paul says, which proceeds out of the mouth of God, will not return void. In fact, it, 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 it won't just bounce back, having, well, that was a floated around the room and came back. But it will accomplish that for which it is sent. That's how powerful the word is. See, the word is not just any word, is it? In 1 Peter 1 and verse 22, it says, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Lives and abides forever. See, what, see when, the, when the Word falls on soil of faith, it can germinate and take root. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we've got faith. The word, then the word comes and it falls on that faith. It falls, on, it falls in an environment of soil of faith. It can germinate and it'll bear fruit. The Bible says, in the, Jesus said in the parable of the sower, some will come 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. When, when, when seed falls, when the word falls on good, on good soil. See, you're, you're, you who are full of faith, you, the word falls on good soil. And you can take the word and you can apply it to your life. And you trust it and you know that it works. And it works. When it falls on soil of faith, it can germinate and take root. See, see where there's faith, the word produces where there's faith, the word produces. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 and verse 12, For the word of God is quick and is powerful and is sharp and then a two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit and of the joints and of marrow and the discerner of thoughts and the intentions of the heart. See, only the word can correctly help us to divide, to divide, to to, to divide or see the difference between the human soul and the human spirit. So it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharp and the two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit. It's only the word, only the word in faith that can correctly help us to divide or see the difference between the human soul and the human spirit, understanding whether a thought or an urge is coming from our human soul or our born-again spirit 
is critical in us growing up in God. It's critical in growing up in God. Because we're emotional people. We have a lot of thoughts. and you know, We've got thoughts bombarding us all the time. Bombarding us all the time. It's critical to us growing up in God. This is why Paul said that you know, it's so important to renew our mind. To renew our mind. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. What do we renew our mind to? The things of the kingdom of God. Renew our mind to what the word says about something, says about a condition, says about a, an experience we have, says about a, a crisis win. What does the word of God say about that? Renew our mind to what God's word says. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by renewing our mind. Why? That we may know what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God for us. So see, throughout the Bible, we have incredible testimonies of men and women who overcame because they knew the word and they knew how to apply the word with faith. Look what the psalmist says in Psalm 119 and verse 41. says, let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and forever. And I will walk at liberty for I see your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings. And will not be ashamed. I will delight myself in your commandments which I love, my hands also I will lift up to your commandments with love. And I will meditate on your statutes. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The word is so powerful. The word is so powerful, and yet we fill ourselves so much with other words and other, other input into our life. It's amazing how, how we're bombarded. That's what advertising is, isn't it? Advertising is giving us a word to hear. And the more we hear it, we tend to believe it. So when Joshua was facing the greatest transition in his life, he, Joshua was facing his Brexit. He's, he's on, the, on, the, on the Jordan River, on the riverbank, and he's coming out of the 40 years in the wilderness. And he's crossing over. So sometimes, you know, he, he's got the greatest transition of his life. It's like the greatest opportunity is it's, it's now or never. He's, he's, he's been 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years of eating the same food. 40 years of listening to the moaning and the complaining. Of the church. Listen to their gripes and their opinions. And he's about to cross over into the promised land. He's about to make this great transition. And in Joshua chapter 1, God speaks to him and he starts talking to him about having courage and being bold and being strong and saying, Look, Moses is dead now. You've got to take these people over. So now we're never, and it says in verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. And of course, he, was, didn't have, he didn't have what we have. He was living before Jesus. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Meditate on it. Meditating on it is, is reading and regurgitating and like a cow, a cow just, you know, ruminates its food and just goes over and over and brings stuff back. And it's like in speaking the word out and just meditate on the word day and night that you may observe to do all that according to all that's written in it. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. God doesn't say to him, I'll, I'll do everything for you. 
He says, get this word, know the word, meditate on it day and night, and do according to all of its ordinances, do according to what it says. Live out the word of God. Get it on the inside of you. So the first thing that comes out of your mouth when you get across, when you're crossing over, the taking the challenges of crossing into what I have for you, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is the word. And it says, and then you will make your way. He's putting the responsibility on Joshua. God puts the responsibility on us as 21st century Christians to live the word of God and says, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So much of the time as a church, we just sit back and expect God to do everything for us. Because he's a God of grace, he's a God of mercy, we can live the way we like and expect God to still bless us in the way he, he intended to bless us. He says, you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. And you will have good success. Maybe you need to come out of your wilderness. I tell you, much of the church is living in a wilderness experience. Just about getting by. Just about getting by on, on what we know of the scripture. Just about getting by on... Uh, on our understanding and a revelation of what God's word says to us. And as, as long as we can just get through this life and get to heaven, that's fine. A lot of people get saved just so they have a home in heaven. They never live out the life of the promised land. They live a life of wilderness living, going around the same mountain. And coming back to the same place. Oh, I've been here before. Oh, I've been here before. How many of you have done that? How many of you have done that? You've got experiences in life. And seasons in your life where you find you've come back to the same place. You, 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 you're traveling a journey, but you're not gaining altitude. Your level of faith isn't much greater than it was maybe six months ago. Or the day you got saved, that experience you had when God loved you so, you recognized that God loved you so much and he gave his only son for you, that you gave your life over to him. And you were so excited, you had such, such excitement in your spirits. You knew God had done a work in you. The children of Israel knew they were God's people. Knew they wanted to get out of Egypt to worship God. Knew he had a plan for their life, but it wasn't exactly how they expected it, and it got hard and it got tough, and so they just went around the same mountain, round and round and round, and came back to the same place. Many Christians live a life of never really gaining a lot of altitude, never developing their walk with God, never experiencing the greater things he has for us. A lot of the time, it's because of the level of faith we apply to his word. What level of faith do you apply to the Word of God? Do you take it and do you trust it? What level of faith do you apply to it? The Bible says we all have a measure of faith. We all have a measure of faith. Every person in here has a measure of faith. But Jesus comes down to a point where he says, if you have faith just the size of a mustard seed. That's, quite, that's probably quite a small amount of faith, I think. Amen. So every person, no matter what measure of faith you have, every person has a measure of faith that has the ability to say to this mountain, be cast from here and go to there. So every, every person, has enough faith to say, mountain be moved. Mountain be moved. We just have to stretch it. We just have to work it. We just have to believe it. It's called trusting God. It's called trusting God. And you say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, you're not God. You're not God. So we do it again. 
And we trust him. And we trust him. And we trust him. And we trust him some more. And we trust him. And we trust him. And we trust him some more. And we recognize that he is God. And whatever he does, it's according to his word. See, the word will respond. I believe to the faith we apply to it. Joshua gets to that point on the Jordan River. He was bold, the Bible said, and be strong. I think it was three times God tells him, you're going to be bold and you've got to be strong. You've got to, you've got to get bold. You've got to get trusting me. You've got to see yourself as I see you. Moses is dead. That which was, that which was of old is gone. That, that what you knew before, that, that, that which you trusted in before is gone. It's you and it's now or never. I believe there's people in here this morning who God is saying to you, it's, 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 it's like you've got an opportunity, you've had opportunities, you've had opportunities, but it's like it's now or never. You know, you, you've got an opportunity right now to step out of where you can, have come from and stretch your faith to where I have for you to go. It could just be a thought pattern. It could be a decision you're having to make. But you've been facing this decision many times before. Maybe not for 40 years because you're not even 40 years old. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I've, how much longer do you want me to carry on extending this grace towards you? And allowing you to be like this. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to take some faith. But you're putting faith in my word, which says, Greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. I've brought you to this place for such a time as this. Sometimes we were always thinking, Well, we'll leave it till tomorrow. Oh, we'll leave it till next week. Or when we get into the year, some of you said, well, when we get into year 2020, that'll be fine. Well, we're here now. We're here now. Joshua was on the edge. God says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written within it. You know what the word says about you. You know what the word says, who the word says you can be if you just trust me. You know. And it wasn't until Joshua stepped, or the priest stepped into the water, that those waters of Jordan just backed up, just stopped. And back to the Bible says they backed, 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 backed up, way back to Adam. They backed up. And that whole congregation of God's people were able to cross over. Come on. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is the good and perfect acceptable will of God in Christ Jesus. And then when Joshua, do not let this book of the Lord depart from my mouth. He, he, from your mouth, he, he had nothing like what we have to meditate on. We have Jesus. We have Jesus, the, the one who gave his life for us, the one whose body was broken for us, the one whose blood was shed for us, which we've remembered this morning. I hope you remembered it this morning. And didn't just take a... And back to your seat. And back into the week. I hope you remembered it. And you meditate on it. 
and you extend faith towards it. How many of you extended faith towards what God did for you when you took communion this morning? Or do we just take it because it's something we do on the first Sunday of every month? But if we extend faith towards it, meditate on it, don't let it depart from our mouth, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I'm not talking about having loads of money come in tomorrow because you make a decision today. I'm talking about a prosperous life. I'm talking about a rich and a satisfying life which Jesus promised because the thief wants to come kill and destroy, but he can that you may have life and you have, may have it in all its fullness. Come on, apply your faith to the Word of God. There's some people here this morning who know what they need to do in applying the Word to their life. but you're not stretching your faith towards it. How many of us know so much of the word that we don't do it all? Let's stand on our feet this morning as we close. The word says they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We pray for the sick in a moment. The word says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus loved you so much that he gave his life for you. I want to ask you this morning, is there anybody here this morning whose life would say, oh, my life is not right with God? Before we go any further, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you sensed him speaking to you this morning and you've heard something, maybe you've heard afresh that you've heard before, but you've heard it afresh today. You say, well, I'm not even a believer. Or maybe you did believe once, but you said, I can't really say I'm a believer now because I've slipped away from my walk with God. Well, today is the day, and right now is the moment when you could change that. And ask Him to come into your life afresh and give you a fresh start. Like stepping out of the wilderness and into the new life with Jesus. Just let every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If that's you this morning, say, I need to put my life right with him. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Or maybe you have some time ago, but you've just walked away from him and are walking a walking walk which is not in a walk which isn't for Jesus. God has a rich and a satisfying life for you. Which looks totally different from the way you see your life as being as having been a mess. This morning he's calling you to him. Says, Whosoever will may come. Says, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. There's somebody here this morning. I need to say yes to Jesus. Just raise your hand so I can see it. Just raise it real high just so I can see your hand. You can put your hand down now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's big, that's bold. Is there anybody else this morning? Says today is the day. You're feeling something on the inside of you. Let's pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, all of us pray it together. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I recognize that today is my crossing over day. 
I ask you to come into my life. Come in afresh to me. And I receive your forgiveness, which you provided for me when you hung on a cross, giving your life for me. And you rose again the third day, giving me new life. So I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it this morning, you need to know that today is a new day for you. That God loves you. You've crossed over. Now you have to live with a different set of, not instructions, but most parameters. You make your decisions differently. You renew your mind. Maybe you're here this morning. And as we were praying this morning, as I was speaking this morning, you really sensed God speaking to you about extending your faith to more of His Word. area in your life where you're, you love God and you're a Christian and you've got a home in heaven and you're experiencing some good things but you know God has more for you. You know God has more for you. How do you know God has more for you? Because there's testimonies of what God has done in other people's lives. And if He can do it for them, He can do it for you. Right. Hebrews 11, 11 verse 1 it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of those things not yet seen. For by it, men and women of God obtained a great testimony. And if He can do things for them, He can do it for you. You've, you've lived too long in a place of going around the mountain and coming back to the same place. And it's not always a bad place. But you want to, you want more. You want more. You want more. You feel like you've been restricted through your past experiences. Maybe you feel you're restricted through your past background. Your past interpretation or revelation of some of the things of the kingdom of God. But you say, I want to stretch my faith this morning. And see his word come alive in my life. We're going to worship for a few more moments. If that's you this morning, just come stand here. Let's pray together. God wants to touch you this morning in a fresh way. Just come and stand here. I I don't mind if you rush. I don't mind if you run. I, I just believe there's people here this morning who are going to step over a line this morning. But until you put your feet in the water... You're going to stay on the wrong side of the bank. You're going to stay on the good side of the bank, maybe not the God side of the bank. And you stepping into the water is demonstrated by just coming and standing here and stepping into the, stepping to the altar. Just come. I'll tell you, there's more than one. 